Welcome to the Officer Media Group Roll Call Podcast. Officer Roll Call is meant to inform and entertain. Now, let's get into this episode. Welcome to the lineup, Officer Magazine's roundup of this week's police and law enforcement news. I'm your host, Joe Vince, Assistant Editor for Officer Magazine. And with me again today is... I love how you do that. You always leave it up to me how I'm going to introduce myself. This morning, I'm going to introduce myself as um, somebody who's enjoying a Friday, drinking iced tea, looking forward to great weather. But my name's Frank Varelli. For anybody who doesn't find the rest of that very humorous, see, it saves me the trouble of trying to think of something creative. There you uh, go. This is uh, the lineup episode right before Thanksgiving, and boy, do are we packed to the gills with a lot of uh, good talkers. So we're going to get right into it. Our first story comes out of Massachusetts in Springfield, where um, two officers who were injured in a car crash where their cruiser was T-boned were able to jump out and save a girl, a 14-year-old girl who was still trapped inside a car that uh, quickly uh, was engulfed in flames. Um, This was just a – this was caught on um, body camera footage. Um, just a, 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 a great rescue. This is from September as well. Um, the police had been pursuing a, a stolen uh, vehicle with uh, teenagers inside um, when the crash happened. Um, I believe the driver, uh, teen driver had fled and police were able to apprehend him, but still inside after the crash was a 14 year old girl. And despite the fact that I, the in fact you can see the um, body camera footage of the the impact and the side airbags uh, deploying for on one of the officers, um, but he is still able to get out and, and render aid. Um, uh, just just a great job on, on on both these officers' parts. I think what really is important to see here, what's most interesting to me, Joe, mm-hmm. excuse me, is that. The teenager that was driving jumps out and runs away, right? Completely abandons the other person yeah. in the car. Um, and then when they catch him, he's saying, hey, I didn't want to be in the car. He, he pretends he's running away or he puts forth his reasoning. Is I mean, it almost sounds like he thinks the police officers are going to stuff him back into the burning vehicle and he's just afraid <laughs> of being in the car. Um, but I like that these officers had the the clarity of thought. You know, wait a minute somebody's still in this car we need to get them out and they rescue this this other teenager uh from this burning vehicle um after having been attacked by that same vehicle the other person driving obviously but it speaks to their clarity of mind and it shows the mindset difference between the criminal and the police officers you know the criminal thinking hey i just don't want to be in there and who cares about anybody else and the police officers who've already been injured in an accident going we still got another life to save here Kudos mm-hmm. to the officers. That's a great point. And uh, having been in in a few very mild crashes too, I, that being you're you're disoriented right away, and to have the 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 frame of mind to be able to um, get your wits together and uh, you know perform your training and, and get right to it, um, just just a really great job. Um, it's worth noting the officers received a life-saving medal from the department for their actions. Congratulations to them again. 
Moving on to our next story, this is out of Texas, where uh, white settlement police officers uh, averted a possible tragedy. Uh, the department received a call from a man or from an individual who said there was a gunman outside um, who was wanted to kill him. Apparently, there was a rift over a woman um, where, and he had, was threatening to kill him and uh, he, the the gunman was threatening to kill himself as well as the the other person. Um, police arrived um, and were able to uh, quickly and uh, quickly apprehend the individual without incident. Uh, he had multiple weapons uh, with him, and there he was standing right outside the potential victim's house um, at at the door. Um, just just a great job again on. Um, officers responding quickly and um, stopping a, a, a possible tragedy. One arrest, two lives saved. I'm not sure you get better than that. I am glad mm -hmm. they were able to get there in time. You know, several weapons, all of them chambered, ready to go. Um, you know, based on social media statements from the potential victim uh, and then statements from the suspect. It's like, yeah, he was going to commit murder and then take himself out. Uh, hopefully they get him the help that he needs. I'm glad that nobody got hurt in this incident. Yeah, again, and like you said, two lives saved, uh, not just the, the potential victim, but uh, the gunmen who we've seen in a lot of these cases end up taking their own lives. Um, so, again, great job. Uh, moving on to our next story. Actually, we're going to stay in Texas and move over to Houston. This is probably my favorite story of the week. Um a bystander uh, was put himself in into harm's way by dragging a wounded Houston police officer to safety uh, during a shootout. Um, police had been pursuing a, a reported stolen uh, a car that had been reported stolen in a carjacking last week, and um, the uh, what had happened is that uh, the suspect had began opening fire on officers uh one of the officers was wounded in the leg and um this bystander who which i love this is what i love about the story this is a man police had said had, had trouble with law enforcement in the past um but here he is um having literally bullets uh going by him pulling um this injured officer out of harm's way it's um I, I I love seeing that, especially when it, it, it's someone who, ha, like they said, had had clashes with law enforcement in the past, and here he is um, putting his uh, life in danger to save another uh, another person. You know, and I agree with you. I have to believe, and th that this is what can happen. Um, law enforcement, we go on the street, and sometimes. Uh, God, I know this is a surprise to a lot of people. Sometimes officers don't necessarily act 100% professionally or uh, treat people with respect. And sometimes it's really hard to do. When you're arresting that guy who's just being 25 different shades of a jerk, uh, and that was not the word I wanted to use, um, <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to maintain any level of respect for this person, right? But if you still treat them with a modicum of courtesy, you still treat them with, uh, you know, you call them sir instead of, something else head um you, you you don't put the handcuffs on super tight and then when they complain say oh they'll stretch they're brand new if you treat them with some modicum of humanity um and you can earn their respect even as you're enforcing the law doing your job 
this is what can happen. They come back and they actually don't have a negative outlook towards law enforcement. And you get this guy who's had run-ins with the police who comes over, helps another officer drag this officer to safety, and then stays with that officer and tries to offer him words of encouragement and comfort. That's what gets me is he's, he's mm-hmm. telling this cop, don't lose hope. Yeah. You know, hold my hand as tight as you have to. I'm here with you. He's really trying to give this guy all the emotional support that he can. And kudos to him. I mean, uh, oh, and darn, the suspected carjacker was fatally shot in the exchange of gunfire. You know, I hate when that happens. We're, <laughs> we're, we're going to miss spending all the tax dollars on the, the trial now and keeping that guy fed and healthy in prison. Um, you know, but but kudos to this guy, Lolly, uh, doing everything is in the middle of all this stuff. Like you said, bullets flying and everything else. He gets commended by the chief. I, I, it's, it really is a great I don't want to say feel good story because the officer got shot in the leg, but but it's it's a feel good story in the sense that it, it lets you know even the criminals if if you if the relationship's right even the criminals can be nice to cops they can help you out. Yeah, and and, and again, I, pointing out that um, he he sat there and and actually is talking with the officer and um, offering support that way. I mean that that just blows my mind to mostly just to be able to kind of keep your wits together to to even to even do that and not not thinking of yourself of 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 thinking of another person who is in greater need. Um, yeah, great, selflessness is cool. Great job, and it's actually a great story um, leading into Thanksgiving. Moving on to our next, actually next stories, plural. Um, we're gonna go into the next three. Uh, these are all out of New York City with the NYPD. This week, um, officers were attacked in two separate incidents on the subway. Uh, in the first incident, uh, an officer, uh, two men were arrested after they just brutally attacked an officer on the subway who was trying to um, break up a fight uh, with two knife wielding men. Um, the uh, the officer stepped in and, and tried to to stop it. He ended up being beaten and uh, cut. Um, then uh, later in the week, uh, officers were at another Bronx subway station. They asked uh, a group of people to stop smoking they refused and actually got so upset that they began uh, uh, assaulting the officers. All of this comes uh, at the same time that now uh, Mayor Eric Adams is has asked the department to freeze the academy of class classes um, because of budget cuts across uh, the board in the city. Um, it, it's just a. Um, just a d- distressing uh, situation there in, in New York, both of these attacks, and then knowing that there are going to be less officers on the street. So I'm going to try to be polite and, and politically correct here, but I'm going to fail miserably. Fair warning to everybody listening. Um, I hate to see officers attacked, and obviously that's what's happened here. Uh, these two separate incidents, the, these people just feel brazen enough, empowered enough. They think it's okay to attack police officers. They're doing it in numbers. Um, so as long as they outnumber the cops, we're good to go. We're brave enough. We're going to go ahead and attack them, and it's all good. Um, I hate to see that. There was a time where that wouldn't even be considered by by police, by uh, citizens. And, and here it is happening in New York. 
And then for the mayor to turn around, and I and if I'm not wrong, at some point New York declared itself a sanctuary city. Uh, and that was real easy to do when there weren't actually any migrants coming in that they had to be a sanctuary for. But now the mayor is blaming all these budget cuts and everything on the hundreds of millions of dollars that the city has to pay to shelter and provide services for the now tens of thousands of migrants who've arrived in the city since last year. Um, I, may, maybe I don't understand the politics of the sanctuary city, but if, if I get this straight, the mayor wants to cut the budgets for public safety, along with a whole lot of other services, and increase the risk to all of those legal, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens in New York City so that they can take care of all the illegal immigrants there. I'm confused. I, I don't I don't understand how this works. I feel bad for the New York City legal, law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. And I think it's a shame that this is going to increase the risk to the police officers and the firefighters uh, because the work's not going to get reduced. The, the, the risk and, and the workload is going to go up. And it, it's really a shame to see this, Joe. Yeah. Moving on to our next story. Hey, uh, I'm gonna, I want to interrupt you, though. Yes. You did skip a story. I, um, I'm coming back to it. And I yeah, I just caught that. And we'll go to we'll start with Pennsylvania. Yep. And um, this is uh, actually a, a federal ruling. Um, on a ban uh, that the Springfield Township had on the display of thin blue line flags on township property. Um, the judge in this case uh, ruled that uh, such a ban is unconstitutional. Um, in the ruling, um, let's see, I want to read this here. The judge wrote, uh, the township su repeatedly suggests that the thin blue Amer thin blue line American flag is of limited, if any, public value or concern because it is offensive and racist. But as this court previously told the township, the First Amendment protects speech even when it is considered offensive. So my big challenge here is I want to know how a thin blue line flag is offensive or racist. It represents all of law enforcement, the entire family, right? From federal officers to the lowliest, um, you know, specialty sworn security officer and with, with police powers at a mall. I don't care. Thin blue line. It's the family. It's everybody in law enforcement. But it's not just the people who wear the badge. It's their families. It's their supporters. Right. How is this offensive? <laughs> Excuse me. And it wasn't considered offensive until Black Lives Matter said, Oh, no, no, no. That, that means this. That means police are better than us. That means this. That means that. They all put their own spin on it. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. The thin blue line flag stands for those who sacrifice wearing the badge or star, doing the law enforcement work. How it's considered offensive or racist is beyond me, especially since there's every race in the world in law enforcement. It represents all of them. Um, I'm glad to see that somebody finally said banning it is unconstitutional uh, since, you know, it's perfectly legal, apparently, to wave the, the flag of Hamas and celebrate their acts of terrorism. I'm glad to see the thin blue line flags finally been banned, been ruled OK. The stories like this, they're great, Joe, because they show the right thing being done, but they aggravate the crap out of me because this should never have had to go to court. This township should never have created that rule. Who were they pandering to? Just, that's just ignorance of the first class sort. 
I'll, I'll be curious to see too if how this pre precedent um, affects uh, other areas that other communities that have looked to uh, restrict the display of thin blue line flags. Uh, well, I hope it puts them all in their place. Anybody who wants to fly, fly a thin blue line flag should. It's an American flag. It represents support of law enforcement. If you're against it, don't call 911. Sorry. Moving, nope. on. Moving on to the next story. Uh, we'll just go right next door to Ohio, where um, a state lawmaker has an interesting proposal. Um, he would like to uh, use a marijuana tax revenue uh, to fund police training. Uh, the idea would be to take uh, the first uh, $40 million in adult use of uh, marijuana tax revenue over uh, the first two, the next two years to go into uh, the state's law enforcement assistant fund for police training. Um, I, I just find that a, a novel idea uh, being in um, Illinois, a state that uh, uh, had legalized uh, marijuana. I, I'm see, I see the um, amount of tax revenue that is being generated from that, and, and especially in a state that really was looking for um, uh, tax, you know, extra tax revenue um, without having to raise them. Um, this was a, a great boon. So um, I think this is just a, a, a fascinating idea, just an interesting uh, a way to use that money. Uh, you know, in general, I'm an anti-tax guy. I think the government taxes us way too much. But I, I, in this case, I'd like to see two changes. It's a 10% tax that they have on marijuana sales. I'd like to see it be 20 or 25% um, because they're going to cause, there's going to be challenges. There already have been with people who are recreational marijuana users. They're out in public. Um, they create issues. They create challenges for law enforcement. Let's make that tax 25%. And then the second thing I'd like to see change is I'd like to see 100% of that marijuana tax go to law enforcement. Um, you know, 40 million a year for two years is great. That's wonderful. Take it every day and keep on running. What is it if, if we took all the tax? How much tax revenue is that generating? How much could you actually give to law enforcement? And not to be a jerk, but who else needs it? I mean, is you want to put some of it in education? Hey, cool. Split it in half. Give half to education. Give half to law enforcement. But who else needs to benefit from this? It definitely doesn't need to be going to, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever service is out there, repainting curbs or something. It's it's creating this recreational use is creating a challenge for law enforcement. Let the money go to law enforcement. I love it. And that, that is a, a great point. Um, you know, being able to, to help... The help the area that uh, it was going to be the most affected uh, by this change. So uh, I'm curious to see how that, that goes, if that uh, proposal is approved. Um, now, finally, for our last story, we always like to kind of uh, end up on uh, what we call, uh, I guess, our dumb criminal segment. Uh, this comes out of Indiana, where uh, Lebanon police were, were pursuing a man accused of stealing from a jewelry store. Um, during the chase, however, uh, the suspect uh, rolled down his windows and waved waved along the uh, the officers, uh, telling them, "Hey, keep going. Um, you can't chase me. You're not allowed to pursue me." Um, I 
I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. I, I don't, uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know what he thought, uh, he was going to get off of that, but, um, Hey, you know what? Way to go to try. I guess a for effort, right? I, yeah. Um, I, I think that, and, and this is probably easy to understand. Number one, that there are a lot of agencies who have put out the no chase policy. Um, and, and this guy could be from a, a city or a town that has a no chase policy. But if you, if you read the article, there's several different jurisdictions involved in the pursuit mm -hmm. and not all of them have a no chase policy. So this guy may have thought I'm from Largo, Maryland and Largo police department has a no chase policy. So nobody's allowed to chase me. So I can go into DC and commit a crime and they can't chase me because you know, he's dumber than a box of rocks, but Obviously, that was not the case. I give the guy credit for chutzpah. I mean, if you're going to run from the police and then be bold enough to wave at them and be like, no, go around me. You're not allowed to chase me. That takes all kinds of uh, brazenness. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, maybe that's... he's using too much of that legal pot in Ohio. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing is I would get – I could get if – He's thinking, okay, you know what? I just keep going a little bit more. They're just gonna they're gonna slow down and I'll be free. But to actually to actually provoke it to say, hey, stop, you can't chase me. Like like they're gonna go, oh, we forgot. I'm, you're right. I'm sorry. We we forgot. Um, yeah, again, um each week uh, I, I'm I'm amazed at uh, some of uh, the thinking of of uh, criminals. So um, that, it's oh. proof that the gene pool is getting a little shallow in some places, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that wraps it up for us this week. Um, thanks again, as always, uh, for listening. We will not be uh, here next week uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope everyone uh, enjoys uh, Thanksgiving and any time off you're able to get um, as always, you know, we hope you you're you're staying safe um, out there as well. I want to um, thank and recognize all of law enforcement everywhere that is having to work on the holiday, that's sacrificing being away from their family. I hope you find some place you can sit down and at least enjoy a plate of food from a community that appreciates you. Uh, stay safe and do get home to your family, to your life after you have to work that shift, if that's your case. Um, thank you again for that sacrifice and stay safe. Absolutely. Great sentiment. Everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Lineup. Please remember, the opinions voiced are not those of Officer Media Group or Endeavor Business Media, but only those speaking those opinions themselves. Thank you and stay safe.